0: Oh, my goodness! And thank you to everybody for joining us. Can everybody hear me still? I'm off push to talk. Yes, you can all hear me. Oh I'm here. I'm shirtless. I'm Vlad Putin it tonight. Putin on the Ritz because my friends there's no a c the pump has uh has kicked out for me, so uh it's a little bit hot. Went to went to sleep with it working. Woke up with it not uh, turning that pump on and off. And I just, I don't hear nothing. No water pumping at all. Sent something to the old uh, managers. They didn't get it turned on until mid-May. And it's already crapped out. And I pay my rent on time every month. So I'm pretty fucking irritated. Uh... I've sent that nasty little email off. I've actually was much more aggressive than I normally would be. Uh, Hopefully not acerbic. We'll see what the result is either way. Uh, I have a nice little stand-up fan and everything, so don't worry too much. Uh, But, uh, yeah, this is the wrong season for uh, siestas without AC, let me tell (laughs) you. Uh we're going to get right into it. Uh if you're joining us from the recording only, I was charming the pants off these young ladies for the last 30 minutes or so. So, you definitely want to actually come to a live show because they have a lot of content. And here we go. <clears throat> Uh I think unfortunately, I have done this first one before, who's requested it the uh the two this day, I think I've done it previously. uh just gonna have to go back to an older episode on that one. okay <clears throat> warm summer sun shine kindly here, warm southern wind, blow softly here, green sod above, lie light, lie light. Good night, dear heart. Good night. Good night. That is Warm Summer Sun by Mark Twain. Okay. Well, this is looking pretty interesting. He regains consciousness. Attempting to stretch out his stiff back, his arms and legs refuse to move his will to his will. It's as if they're pinned down in place. It's his newly roused state, his brows furrow as he tries to move his arms once again. Nothing. His eyes shoot open. Looking down at himself, he noticed he's stark naked, and his ankles are tied down by soft restraints, the same ones tied around his wrists, each strapped to a bedpost securely, looking around in a panic. Thoughts start to run through his mind. How did I get like this? Why am I like this? And where is... She walks into the room. In nothing but a sheer black robe that reaches mid-thigh, tied loosely around her. She makes her way to the foot of the bed hands at her hips, she gazes deeply into his eyes before her own roam over his body. Where his eyes meet hers once more, they've darkened with hunger and lust. His mouth dries up, his cock throbs lightly, and he's unable to look away from her. This is a bit more uh, (laughs) apologies, uh, author's note here. I didn't think we were getting into the sexy so quick here. Uh, The (laughs) coloring of the (laughs) ...website, fool me off. So, just a moment to recalibrate. This is sexy stuff. I did not anticipate. It's looking like this could take a weird turn, but here we go. (laughs) I'm all for ritualistic murder. I mean, as much as the next one. Okay. Baby girl, he finally manages to say through his teeth fading a hint of anger in his voice. What's going on? The cheeky smile she had walked in widens, attempting to make herself look as innocent as possible. He sees right through it. Oh, nothing, she teases in sing-song as she crawls her way up the bed, sitting between his spread legs. I just thought I'd take this chance to use you for a change. Watch you squirm for me, and maybe, just maybe, let you come once I'm satisfied. She winks at him and giggles softly. It sends a shiver down his spine and causes his blood to boil all at once. He tries to keep his temper at bay as he tries to restraints once more. You let me out now, he grunts as he tugs at his right arm. And your punishment won't be too harsh, little girl. She bites her lip through a smile, which is something he knows she only does when trying to hold back a giggle. He feels her hands lightly on his ankles before they drift up his legs to the top of his thighs until her fingertips dance over his balls. Well, now, since I know I'm going to be punished either way... I may as well have the fun while I can. Her fingers brush over his length, sopping just under the head before heading back down, slowly. The the feather light touch causes his cock to stir. Watching her intently, his body sinks back into the mattress as he decides to relax, absorbing in watching her slow, elaborate movements. She moves away, only briefly to slide her robe off her shoulders and drape it over the footboard, her eyes still locked on his, are as dark as before, if not darker, if they reflect the now deep need in his own eyes." Returning her attention to him, she crawls her way back up his body, her hands and knees pushing into the mattress around him, planting light kisses all over his skin. She stops briefly at his nipples to circle them lightly with her tongue before she moves up to nuzzle his shoulders and neck, leaving light kisses, nibbles, and flicks of her tongue along the way. He feels... Her already hard nipples brush against his chest as she makes her way up to nibble on his ear her warm breath against his already too warm skin add to the sensations she moves so that her face hovers right above his close enough that it felt, feels her lips barely brush against his own skin and still she stands a slow quick Breath leaves her. His eyes hooded and his breathing deep, he begins to question just how she was making him so in need of her already. What was she doing to him? She smiles against his lips and hops off him before reaching for the first drawer of the bedside table. Wait, he says harshly, his head snapping up and out of his daze. I didn't say you could touch that drawer or the items inside it. The disapproval showing on his face as he eyes her cautiously. She cocks an eyebrow at him and laughs lightly. You didn't say I couldn't. Besides, you already said you'd punish me for this. Why not have all the fun I can he looks ahead and makes a sound, a mix of a grunt, a growl as he mutters something to himself. A sudden snap of leather comes against his chest. His eyes dart back to her, To back to back back to her, and she has the flogger in her hands, a menacing look on her face. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Snap, the flogger comes down again. What did you say? His jaw sets as he grits his teeth. I said. He growls as the strains against the cuffs. If, he chuckles, no, when I get out of these, you're going to regret this, little girl. I'm going to, she whips him again, slightly harder and lower. His eyes blaze. She wants to awaken the demon he has inside, the one she'd seen a few times before. She wants the punishment. She wants to feel him grab her, use her, mark her. She sets the flogger down on the bedside table and reaches into the drawer once again, pulling out a blindfold. Turning to him with the sweetest smile she can muster, she lowers the blindfold over his head, his eyes on hers the whole time, until all he sees is pitch black. His other senses amplify. He listens for her, tries to sense her presence, and inhale her scent. There it is. He can smell her hair, hear her breathing lightly, and feel her presence before him. What is she waiting for? He wonders to himself, his left brow rises suddenly. her hand is wrapping around the base of his cock, squeezing slightly as she holds up his right as she holds him up with the right. She must have moved as he was lost in thought. Her free hand comes up to the head of his cock, using the pad of her index finger. She prods at the opening at the very tip a few times before it goes away again. It's back a few seconds later, wet with what he can only assume to be her saliva. She runs her finger over and around the head of his cock. He feels his member throb in her hand. Her finger reaches the underside of her head, where she begins to circle it slowly. His mouth opens slightly as he lets out a breath. The hand gripping his base squeezes again. She knows he loves having the head of his cock toyed with almost as much as she enjoys playing with it. Now, more so, that she gets to watch him writhe in pleasure. Lost in the sensations of her touch, he gasps as he feels her tongue flatten against the underside of his cock, moving it up and over the tip, repeating the motion over and over as if licking a sweet treat. His heels dig into the mattress, forcing his hips up slightly. He hears her giggle, and she pulls away, and then there's just quiet. Mere seconds feel like hours as he listens intently for her only to be surprised at her lips, at his balls. She kisses each one lightly and sucks one into her mouth before releasing it over and over again. She moves from one to the other. No other contact is made, and it's enough to drive him mad. His chest begins to heave slightly as he tries to keep himself under control. A low growl leaves the back of his throat, her mouth still working on his balls when she feels her hands wrap his length once more. She starts to pump him, extremely slow and only halfway at first, the speed height slightly increasing with each Upward movement, her thumb teasing the head once she reaches the tip. He struggles against the restraints one more time, soft moans escaping them both as she continues to stroke him faster now before he feels her move feels her move her lips to envelop the head of his cock. She starts to bob her head up and down, the speed of her hand matching her mouth, hungrily sucking at him. Her tongue, dancing around in her mouth, brushes against his sensitive flesh. His head falls back, pushing against the pillow. Moans, long and loud, only coax her to do more, just as he feels his release on edge, his balls tightening. She's gone. His head snaps up in frustration. Then he hears something. Something like the sound of keys. His chest still heaving, his cock about to burst, he waits quietly, patiently. She jingles the keys near his ear as if to tease him. I'm going to release you now, and you don't move until I tell you to. She removes his blindfold, and he sees a devilish grin spread across her face. She moves to undo the cuffs around his legs. He stays perfectly still. She bites her lip through the smile, and she walks up to undo the cuff at his left arm. In the blink of an eye, as soon as his left wrist comes free, she's pinned beneath him. The fire in his eyes burns bright. But your other arm, she squeals. Before she could finish her sentence, he pulls at the restraint. The small chain gives way, snapping from the force. Towering over her, he looks down and grins. What, this little thing? He says harshly. You think these held me back? Oh, no, 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 no. I just want you to have your fun before I got my hands on you, before I used you over and over until you begged me to stop, only to keep going harder and faster until I get my fill. His right hand moves to wrap around her throat. She squirms beneath him, a mix of fear and lust in her eyes. She wraps her hands around his wrist. "'I'm all yours,' she whispers. "'His lips press harshly against hers, "'nibbling and sucking on her lips hungrily. "'His hand tightens slightly around her throat "'as he grinds his still-hard, throbbing cock "'against the outside of her pussy. "'His hand and her throat slides down, "'cupping her left breast, squeezing lightly "'before his head dips, "'his tongue flicking at her right nipple. "'She arches her back, pushing herself up to him, wanting more. He takes his time, tracing every minuscule inch of her breast with his tongue. Her patience, wearing thin, she tries to wrap a leg around him and fails when he pins it back down. His fingers glide down her stomach past her hips before drawing in slow circular motions on her inner thighs, purposely brushing his knuckles lightly against her pussy. His lips make their way down her stomach, leaving small smattering of kisses. He stops just as he reaches the top of her pussy. He looks up at her. Give me your hands, little girl. She nods. Her chest heaves in anticipation as she gives him her hands, interlacing his fingers with hers, locking her in place. He blows cold air onto her pussy, his eyes still on hers. Instinctively, his knee, her knees start to come together. Ah, uh-huh. you keep those pretty little legs spread nice and wide for me or else. He nibbles lightly on her thigh, warning her of the times he'd bitten her hard for disobeying him. Slowly, she spreads her legs, her pussy glistening from all the teasing. Good girl. He says in a deep growl. He lowers his head until she's inches from her center, taking in a deep breath, enjoying the scent of her arousal. Mm, Beautiful. Please. She breathes out. He laughs before placing one long, slow lick from the base of her pussy to her clit with the flat of his tongue, applying just a little more pressure on her clit and lifting his head, his eyes catching hers once again. A light moan slips from her slightly parted lips. More? He asks sternly, yet playfully. She nods, breathing out an inaudible yes. His mouth latches around her pussy as he starts to suck and lap hungrily at her, using his lips to tug and suck, dripping his tongue into her. Her fingers dig into his hands as her body starts to shake. Her moans turn into screams, sweat starting to form on her skin. He continues to eat her, latched on as she twists and contorts, making sure she can't get away. Letting go of her hands, he moves his over to pin down her hips, dripping his tongue harder, faster, deeper into her. Just as he feels her orgasm near, he makes his way back up her body. She whimpers as he looks down at her her hands attempting to reach for his cock before he pins her hands above her head. Grin on his face, he lowers his head for a long, slow, tender kiss as he slides himself into her. She moans into his mouth, he growls in return. He starts to move, slow, long, deep thrusts in and out of hers. His jaw sets as he tries not to take her and hard, and fast, as he needs to. He wants her to wait, to want, to need. Looking deep into her eyes, he watches her every reaction. His breathing deepens. Her head falls back. His teeth lock onto her now exposed neck, and he begins to suck and lick at her skin, enjoying the taste of her He begins to pick up speed, more and more with each thrust, until he starts to scream in pleasure. Her hands, bawling into fists, wrists still pinned under his hand. Are you ready to come for me, little girl? He breathes and grunts, barely able to form words. (sighs) She pleads. He releases her hands and they instinctively go to curl around the back of his neck. He slides his arms behind her back. Fast, hard thrusts continue as he lowers his forehead onto hers, their eyes locked. She comes. Calling out his name, her pussy tightens around him and she coats his cock with his juice with her juices. He slows down, still thrusting as hard as he'd been until he reaches his own climax. His hot seed shoots deep into her, and he moans out loud. Both spent and breathing heavily, they collapse onto the bed, their bodies intertwined and still connected, his head laying on her shoulder. He looks up at her and sees she's looking back at him. They both smile at each other before bursting into laughter. He places light kisses along her collarbone before he nuzzles her neck and sighs happily. Her fingers run through his hair, slowly massaging his scalp. I love you, she whispers. I love you too, baby girl. I truly do, he says through a smile. She kisses the top of his head before they both begin to doze off. Wrapped in the loving embrace of one another. Uh, it goes by squirm. It does not have a author. By the way, fucking pay me. What are you doing? Fucking pay me. Send me money. What are you doing? Pay me. Let's do some requests. Quotations. If you put it in quotations, I will fucking say it. We will get it done with. It's a good transition. Gives all you new girls plenty of time to figure out how to pay me. That's balls. That wasn't part of the song. Somebody requested that I say that's balls. <clears throat> Soft as silk, sweet as honey, dumb as shit. I ain't got no money. Some of those are more true than others. Kitty says, Fuck Albuquerque, have a great show. Indeed, both will be true. Jody says, Except for the show, my favorite time of the week. Thank you, Jody. Mine as well. Always good to have you girls here. And that is it. What is happening? Pay me. Deploy, baby. Is that my spinthrift? I hear twittering Oh my god, did you all just masturbate and die? What's happening? What's gone on? Well, if you want me to come back next week, fucking start making requests and pay me! (laughs) You don't get... Just because Daddy put a little fucking dessert as appetizer doesn't mean you get to conk out the rest of this family dinner. Uh, 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 Uh-uh-uh-uh. Pass the gravy. Here's Daddy's card. Buy yourself something nice, kitten. Please pass the milk, please. I licked it, so now it's mine. Stop this writing. This time I mean it. Hey, anybody want a peanut? It would do you good to remember that I own you, little girl. Little girl, I see you smiling at me. Let me show you my Cheshire grin. On the counter, baby girl. Daddy wants his treat. I want to use you, little sub. Say thank you, sir. Let me use that one again. I want to use you, little sub. Say thank you, sir. Well, I was going to buy a house, but you people won't freaking tip me enough for a cardboard one. Not demanding there, are we, pet? If you want to be a good girl, get yourself a bad boy. Who's a good cum slut? You are not in control here, princess. That is why your pretty little ass wears my handprint. On your knees, cunt. That mouth of yours is writing checks your ass can't cash. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Just who the hell do you think you're talking to, little girl? Time out, naughty girl. Romance is dead. It was acquired in a hostile takeover by Hallmark and Disney, homogenized and sold off, piece by piece. Just like that, baby girl. You look so pretty all trussed up like that, little girl. Now. Open that sweet mouth wide so daddy can make a mess out of you. Uh, You girls are being silly tonight and also a little bit spacious, so let's start closing up requests. New girls, this is definitely your time to say something. New girls always get their first thing said. I'll show you how tight my grip can be. Over my lap kitten, we need to have a chat. uh, uh, uh. It's okay, baby doll. I've got you. All right, just doing a real quick check to make sure there's no hidden sexiness. <clears throat> My babies love to hear Daddy bark. You are mine now. You will always be mine. I own you. Let Daddy cuddle you now. Then we can get to the fun stuff later. Just let me love you, seriously. Oh, darling, what am I going to do with you? I don't care how shy you feel. You keep those green eyes wide open. Baby girl, get over here and kiss me. How are you doing today, princess? You may not like all my rules, but you will follow them, or you will endure the consequences. Keep going, little one. Baby girl. Calm down, baby girl. We have more time later, but for now, it's cuddle time. Wake up. Daddy's home. I'm sorry, love. I know things have sucked lately. Speaking of sucking... Tie that hair up, kitten. daddy likes like something to grip onto. I'm on the edge of forcing you. Give me a quick answer of what you want while I still have control. Okay, girls, closing up shop, if you've requested previously tonight, that means stop requesting. If you haven't requested, feel free to go ahead and send it on in. Hot damn, yes! To this day, I can't think of uh, the phrase hot damn without thinking of the Brack Show. It's pretty much the only thing that I ever watched in which I know that I heard the phrase hot damn being said over and over again. The Brack Show on Adult Swim. You keep sticking that tongue out at me, little girl, and Daddy is going to put it, and the rest of you, to use. Come here, baby girl. Daddy wants to touch you. Hey, honey bunny, come over here and bend over for Daddy. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are requesting the cat, but the cat is its own entity, so fuck off with that shit. If the cat wants to come and make an appearance, the cat will make an appearance. Trust me, she does what she wants, man. Not picking up some cat and forcing her to mic for you. I gotta hang out with her after the show's over. You people disappear. I treat her better than you. (sighs) Sorry, I'm just listening for the water pump now. I think I'm hearing it. Anyway, I can do that later. Probably when I'm not recording or doing a live show for money. Who's the boss here, baby girl? Okay, thank you so much for quotations and requests and all the rest. There we go. Let's get into the next little bit to read here. Here we go. This is looking like it's going to fucking suck. Here we are. Of the awful battle of the peaks and of the policies. Together with some account of the participation of the pugs and the palms and the intervention of the great Rumpuscat. Wait, have I done this one before? Is this the one where the cat interrupts the fight between the dogs? What? Guys. (laughs) Of the 12 requests, two of them are duplicates? Well. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, It's not a chances thing. I feel like it's the same people requesting the same shit over and over again. I'll be real honest. (laughs) I don't even know who requests what. Please, nobody feel embarrassed. But, like, seriously, wha- <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. No more live shows. We're done. Nobody's tipping. Everyone's just writing the same things. Good night, Jade. Hope you enjoyed the only live show we'll ever be doing again. <laughs> Screw it. We're done. I'm not reading the wrong past- I remember fucking stumbling all throughout that one the first time. Ay, ay. ay. He had a way of taking Buck's hand roughly between his hands and resting his own head upon Buck's, for shaking him back and forth, and while calling him ill names, that to Buck were love names. Buck knew no greater joy than that rough embrace and the sound of murmured oaths. And at each jerk back and forth, it seemed that his heart would be shaken out of his body, so great was its ecstasy. And when released, he sprang to his feet, his mouth laughing, his eyes eloquent, his throat vibrant with unuttered sound, and in that fashion remained without movement. Jack London, Call of the Wild. One of my favorites. Jack London, not Call of the Wild. I wrote and studied and tried to write a lot in my youth, like Jack London. Really, really tried to write like him a lot. Admired him. Admired his ability to just paint word picture with verbs. The two that I tried to technically write the most like were Jack London and uh, Ian Fleming. I was going to say McKellen, but that's not right. Ian Fleming from uh, James Bond fame. They're the two I tried to write-like. If writing was a kata or a stance, like a martial art, those are the two I tried to karate-chop-like. <clears throat> the most, in my youth at least. Body, remember not just how much you were loved, not simply those beds on which you have lain, but also the desire for which that shone plainly in the eyes that gazed at you, and quivered in the voice for you, though by some chance obstacle was finally forestalled. Now that everything is finally ready in the past, it seems as though you did yield to those desires, how they shone, remember, in the eyes that gazed at you, how they quivered in the voice for you, body. Remember uh, this is a translation of a Greek poem by HP. Cappafe, the Canon so ancient Greek translated by HP Carfe Ka- yeah, I always like it when we get those ancient poems. and now on to the sexy. See? See how long you had to wait? See how long you had to fucking wait? Are you guys not having a good time tonight? This is like the quietest show. Nobody was requesting anything till I prompt you. I'm trying to jazz you. I can't tell because I'm all hot. I'm in a great mood, but I just, I want to make sure. All right, you promise you guys are, you guys, do you want any, is there anything I could do to make it a better show before we get into more sexy? It's not too much sexy. All right. I just, I want to put on a good show. I love you guys. I really do. I look forward to this shit all week long. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm insecure. I'm an insecure old man. I always put that quote up on my fucking blog. Uh, I've been watching Glow Season 2. I just need a little bit more of the break before the sexy. I'm watching Glow Season 2, and this is about to get super personal. Uh, I realized why Mark Marin's performance was affecting me so much, because I couldn't quite figure it out. I- I'm really quite embarrassed. And then I realized, like, oh, he kind of looks exactly like my dad. At one point in my life, he kind of looks exactly like him. Yeah, the mustache length and the colored hair and length of hair and the glasses and slightly nicer clothing. My dad in the 80s wore windbreakers. Uh, Same kind of jeans. And then he's also pretty much the same acerbic and profane and nothing's ever his fault. And so I was watching this scene and he just said, you know, like, of course I yell at you. I'm defensive. It's just because you're so smart and creative. And I'm, you know, I hit that space button and I just. <laughs> 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 it's such a good show. Mark Larry <laughs> <I> really <laughs> loves you, Alice and <laughs> <Supreme. laughs> <laughs> It's a good show. You should all watch it. It's a, it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic show, and I was just really enjoying it. And at one point, Mark Maron says something to the effect, like, literally, literally verbatim, I'm, just, I'm trying to summon it through the nap, heat, and marijuana, plus the, I'm trying to do this live in front of people, which is always a little bit scary, I don't know why I do it. But it was something akin to... I get defensive... And then I yell because I'm angry, and I'm an insecure old man. Sue me. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. That is both my father and also who I'm not trying to be every day. (laughs) Both at the same goddamn time. Reminds me of another quote from another movie, A Beautiful Mind. Russell Crowe says to his new roommate, You will find me a remarkably balanced person. I have a chip on both shoulders. All right. I want to look at you. Stand, please. He took her glass from her and put it on the table next to his. Other than that, he didn't offer his help. Feeling self-conscious again, she stood. Move back about two feet so I can look at you better. Shoulders back, looking straight ahead. Your feet just a little bit farther apart. As they'd sat on the couch, she'd been desperate for him to get on with it. But now that he'd taken control... The butterflies assaulted her full on. Put your hands at the small of your back so that your breasts are more prominent. I can't wait to clamp and whip them. Your tits will be even more beautiful when they bear my marks. He turned her breath away again. She hated not being able to look at him to read his expression, especially since he knew she he was studying her. Turn a full circle, slowly. Fighting off the sudden attack of self-consciousness, she did as he said. You're exquisite, Julia. Her heart hammered. She'd never been with a man so effusive in his praise. Compared with him, others had been stingy. When she faced him again, she remembered to look straight ahead, as difficult as that was. I'd like you to remove your thong. She pulled down the material, exposing her shaved pubic region. What a beautiful, bald pussy, he said. The comment should have embarrassed her, Instead, it thrilled her. Come a little closer. He took her left pussy lip between his forefinger and thumb and ran the finger up inside, exploring the length. This time, she felt color scowled her face. I like how smooth this is, Julia. Very thorough job. He checked that the other side was clean-shaven as well. Are you getting wet just from this? He asked, Yes, sir. She whispered. She needed his touch, hungered for it. She knew she was slick for him. He pulled and said, Now turn away from me and spread your legs as wide as you possibly can and bent over to show me all your hot little pussy. He was truly gifted at this. He had barely touched her since her arrival, and when he had, it had been perfunctory. Each question he had asked had uncovered parts of her that she hadn't even known were there. He'd spoken deliberately, choosing each word with care. When she'd first arrived, his welcoming tone had put her at ease. Their discussion on the couch had made her feel closer to him. But when he was in dog mode, every word was infused with command. Now, girl, she jolted. The sharpness in his voice instantly galvanized her, suddenly grateful that she didn't have to look at him as she did as he said. The angle made her tremble, and the exposure of her private region felt lewd. He remained silent for so long she began to squirm. Run one finger over your clit until I tell you to stop. Keeping her balance was tricky, but she'd managed what he'd asked. It took only a couple of light strokes before the arousal built in her. She concentrated on breathing. Coming without its express permission would earn her a punishment, she knew. And damn, she was already close. The blasted man said nothing, even though he had known how much he was torturing her. Do you want to come, girl? Oh, sir, keep moving that hand. Yes, sir. And answer the question, he snapped. Yes, please. Though once vowed to never beg for anything, she'd learned that she needed That need trumped pride. I want to come. Please, please. Oh, God, sir. When she knew to move her hands slower, if she wanted to stave off the orgasm, but nearly a week's worth of denial made that impossible. Without conscious thought, she began to move her hips. Do you think you deserve an orgasm? Did she? What was the criteria? She'd knelt every day. She hadn't stolen an orgasm. She'd be honest with him. She'd shown up and dressed as she was instructed. Yes, sir. Stop. He whispered the word so softly, she barely heard him. I will give you an orgasm when I decide you're ready. She whimpered in frustration. Think about it. What is the correct answer to my question, Julia? How could I have been so stupid? If you think I deserve one, sir, much better. Keep playing with your pussy. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, sir, I'm so close. You haven't earned one. Take hold of your ankles. He left her there, frustrated and breathing ragged, wondering what would happen next. What time were you supposed to arrive, sir? You were given specific instructions. Six o'clock, sir. Prompt. And what time did you arrive? Damn her inability to lie, she forced the words past a sudden knot in her throat was about four minutes after, sir. Is the definition of prompt open to interpretation? The room temperature felt as it had dropped several degrees. No, sir. Choose a punishment. His words were so close to what she'd been fantasizing about, she just barely stopped her first answer from spilling out. Whatever you deem reasonable, sir. Perfect. Kneel, facing me. Look at me. Damn. She told him on the phone that she wanted to be tied and subjected to a flogger. And there were a dozen things she wanted to try. She bit her lower lip to keep her mouth shut. Now, answer. The question. She didn't know how many more times she'd have the opportunity to scene with him. Your belt, sir. Be specific. Because I was late, I think you should beat my ass with your belt. This one? He asked, unbuckling it. Bravado faltered when he dragged it through the loops. Yes, sir she said, hoping she sounded more confident than she felt. Tell me your safe word. She barely managed to bite back a sigh of frustration. He told her they'd go through this often, but it felt like a waste of time. Red, yellow to pause the scene, sir. And what color are you now? Green, sir. She felt a little nervous, but she was beginning to believe that would be a continuous situation when she was with him. It had taken a tremendous amount of guts to even call him. I want you on the dining room table. Nothing should shock her anymore. Yes, sir. Her pussy still throbbed, and the idea of his belt on her buttocks only intensified the feeling. She stood... In the absence of the other instructions in the absence of any other instructions, when we are scening, especially if you are about to be punished, assume you are to crawl rather than walk. Even though he made her crawl before, she found something slightly humiliating about it. She was aware of the sway of her breasts and the way they hung down. All of it reinforced the fact that he was dominating her. Just a moment, he told her. She looked over at him. Carry the belt. She reached for it. He crouched in front of her. Open your mouth. The man was masterful at compounding his orders. She took the leather and felt her mouth dry. No teeth marks. It's one of my favorites. The wooden floors were horribly uncomfortable on her knees. The dining room seemed to be a mile away. He followed closely behind her, making her aware of every motion. The one good thing, she was no longer a sexually ravenous creature. In the dining room, he turned on all the lights and removed the candlesticks and blown glass bowl from the tabletop. He moved several chairs out of the way and placed them against the far wall. Remove your shoes. Since he hadn't given her permission to rise, she struggled to remove the pumps without her hands. She managed, though. Up you go, he said. Face Away from me. The table surface gleamed, and she knew it would soon be marred by fingerprints. He offered no assistance as she climbed into place. Now, place the belt on your back. Somehow she managed that, too. He allowed time to drag. Her body began to tremble both from the discomfort and apprehension. Finally, he took. The belt from her. How many minutes late were you? Four, sir. And how many spanks do you deserve? As many as you see fit, sir. Twelve. Her body went rigid. That sounded excessive. Most people wouldn't even have noticed four minutes I'm going to rub your ass a bit. His touch was so vigorous she could hardly stay in place, and she had to fight for her balance. All of a sudden, she realized she had nothing to hang on to. He expected her to remain over the top with no way to support herself. After every hit, arch your back and then lift your hips for the next one. Unnecessary delays Will cost you. Any questions? She shook her head, then, remembering the rules, said, No, sir. Please, sir. Will you punish me for being late? He landed the first across her buttocks, scalding her. She screamed. The pain had lanced her, so unexpected in its, in- its intensity. She wanted to get up and run away. Other than the sobs, the room was silent. He hadn't touched her again. Obviously, he was waiting for her to continue. She slowly got back into position. She offered a quick prayer that they could find a rhythm that would enable her to get past this quickly. She couldn't, honestly could not, take a dozen like that. He caught the back of both legs, and she folded up on herself anything to escape, anything. Again, he said nothing allowing her to sort through the experience on her own. Several minutes passed before she got herself back into position. The next was placed beneath the first, and she bit out, Fuck! She hated not being able to see him. She hated that it felt so coldly impersonal. The first time he spanked her, he engaged her, had talked to her, and even reassured her. This time, it truly felt like punishment. She hated it. Hated it. If he wanted to ensure her good behavior in the future, his method was effective. They were only 25% finished, and she knew she'd leave an hour early next time they were supposed to get together, if they saw each other again at all. She forced herself to get ready for the next impact. Feeling wanton, she struck out her high ass in the air. Instantly, he obliged, again catching the back of her legs. He was being methodological, Ah. one on top, one on the bottom, then filling in the space between. She blinked back, binding tears, and took a couple of deep breaths. She told herself she knew what to expect now. She had figured out his pattern. That made it easier to endure. The fifth blazed across the bottom of her buttocks. Despite her determination, she dropped her head to the table. Her body shook from the relentless pain. Tell me your color, Julia. The sound of his voice blasting through her internal dialogue. Somehow, the fact that he'd spoken to her helped ground her. She could do this. Green, sir. He never hurried her. Instead, he waited patiently for her, letting her take her punishment in her own time. Within a fraction of a second of her getting into place, he strapped her again. Her entire rear, the curve of the bottom of her knees, was singed. But they were halfway there. Are you horny, Julia? Good God, no, sir. She was struggling back onto all fours, determined to endure. Pain had obliterated any thoughts of sex. I'd like to see for myself. Spread your legs. Put your forehead on the tabletop. Your ass real high in the chair. In, in the air. <clears throat> his voice, the heat where his belt had impacted, all melded. He stroked her pussy. You're right. You hate this entirely. Stunning her, her pussy was wet. You hate to be punished, don't you? He inserted a finger deep inside her and fucked her with it. He found her G-spot and pushed against it. Within moments, she was ready to come. Like a shameless hussy, she forced herself and her body back, silently seeking more. Her body vibrated with knotted tension. Before she could steal an orgasm, something was willing to do at this point. He stepped back. She remained where she was for a long moment, silently pleading with him to finish what he'd started. When he didn't, she drew a ragged breath, lifted her head, arched her back, and waited. She decided to mentally to start the count over. Twelve was a lot less strikes than six. Six was doable. He started over, too, catching the top of her buttocks. She'd found that stalling between each hit didn't really help. She wanted it over with. Curling her hands into fists, she waited for the next. She was sliding a little, so she decided to place her palms flat on the table for the next blow. She was accustomed to the belt now, like her first punishments over a month ago. She tried to relax into them, no longer fighting, absorbing it breathing with it. "'That's a girl,' he said, matching the pace that she had set. He delivered the last with such a flurry that left her screaming in, despite her intentions. He manhandled her, grabbing a hold of her body, pulling her toward him, then flipping her over and placing her on her back. Before she could think of anything, though, he dragged her closer so that her buttocks were perched on the edge of the table.' She was barely aware of him kneeling. Then he lifted his legs and held them apart. He licked her cunt, still screaming. Put your knees over my shoulders. He had held her apart her labia and ate her out. She thrashed and screamed, trying to hold back her orgasm. She had never been more desperate to come in her entire life. Please, please, sir, she shuddered. I need to come. He inserted two fingers in her and thrust hard and fast, over and over. Her thighs shook from the effort of restraining herself. She wrapped her legs around him for support. She couldn't. He continued to lick, to suck, to fuck. She was falling apart from the inside out. Master Marcus, Master Marcus, She grabbed hold of the edge of the table and dug in her fingers. She bit her lip to distract herself. Come now. He shoved a third finger in her, stretching her mercilessly. She reached for him as she orgasmed in a wet gush that left her panting replete, unable to think or move. Nothing in her life, had prepared her for the experience of hanging on a precipice for so long only to have him shove her off it. That will do for a warm-up, he said, taking a hold of her wrists. With This Caller, by Sierra Cartwright. Guys, I am happy to continue. And there is more to come. All- Allie is going to... I was almost called her Abby. I've never done that before. Allie is going to put a link up for the tip jar. I'm going to take a five-minute breather, uh, get some more water down my gullet. I will be right back, literally five minutes, five-minute break, five-minute break. Everybody water, hydrate, cool down a little bit. Five-minute break. I'll be right fucking back. That's just how it works. Just optimistic that I'm going to be back before I am. Something's going to be ready before I am. Yada, yada, (coughs) yada. Okay. I slide her along the rest of the way, laying her flat across the cushions, setting a pillow under her head. I straddle her, my palms by her shoulders. I raise an eyebrow. Do we have a yes, Violet? Are you really going to do this to me? And I can't touch you? Do you want to touch me? I ask, dragging my hand the length, the hard, my goodness, I ask, dragging my hard length between her legs. She's so warm already, and I can feel the heat of her arousal through our clothes. She answers with a lift of her hips against me. She loops her arms around my neck. I do want to touch you. I bring my mouth to the horizon of her throat. I lick her there, drawing the taste into my mouth, then kiss along her neck, sucking on her jaw, until her body arches into me again and again, begging me. Another time, let me touch you, I whisper. Yes, God, please, yes. We stop talking. About getting hurt, and who's touching who, and what any of this means once I unbutton her jeans. I tug them down her hips, and each inch is a revelation of flesh, of curves, of femininity. My god, it gets better and better. Her purple panties are tiny, with illustrations of zebras on them. They're unbelievably sexy and ridiculous and adorable at the same time. Like her. I love a good pair of black lace underwear, but I love these because she's not trying too hard. She is sexy and she is sweet because she wears purple panties with zebras. Victoria's Secrets has some damn cute panties, she says. I place my hands together in prayer. Please, God, I've been a good boy. Let me help pick the next time you go shopping. Let's see how good you can be, she says, a knotty glint in her amber eyes. Challenge accepted. I peel her jeans down the rest of the way, savoring the view of her bare legs. She kicks off her jeans as I drag my gaze along her long, lush frame. My hands tremble. I want to do right by her. I want to worship her and make her feel adored. As I crawl back up her body, my hand trails along her legs, placing a path up the soft flesh. She shudders in the wake of my touch, and then gasps when I drag a finger across the damp panel of her panties. My cock is thick and begging to come out. But that's not in the cards. Tonight is for her pleasure, and hers alone. Can I convince you to take the shirt off? I say tugging on the end of her jersey. She gives me a saucy look. Doesn't it turn you on to see me in your number? I rise onto my knees, my hand over bulge in my jeans. Yes, fucking immensely. But you know what else turns me on? What? Tits. Specifically, your tits. I want to taste them and suck on them before I kiss my way down your body and settle between your legs, where I plan on introducing you to my tongue. And my tongue is very much looking forward to making your pussy's acquaintance. She laughs. Oh, God. When did you become so dirty? Wait. Don't answer. I don't want to know. I wriggle an eyebrow. You don't like this side of me? She reaches for the bottom of her shirt, tugs it off, then grabs her tight tank top and shucks that off, too. She's down to a pink bra and purple panties, and I'm about ready to burst. I'm so turned on, wanting her so much. I ache everywhere. I love this side of you, actually she says, as she reaches her arms behind and unhooks her bra, letting it fall to the floor. The heavens part, angels sing, her tits are glorious, perfect teardrops, rosy nipples tipped up, asking to be licked. There is a god, I murmur as I lean in to suck on a nipple. Cooper, she says, stating my name like an admonishment, and then turning into a long, low moan of pleasure, Cooper, you have two world class tits. I say when I come up for air, palming those beauties, they're fucking astonishing. You've been checking them out? I have been an admirer of your breasts for a long, long time. They're my happy zone. She smiled and laughs. Playing with them then. If I'm dreaming, I don't want to wake up. I'm a devoted aficionado of racks, and honestly, I could spend an entire day, hell week, staring at breasts. I've often lamented the lack of paid jobs in this area, And in my future utopian society, this sort of oogling work will indeed warrant financial compensation. For now, I'll gladly work as a volunteer, aside gazing at these beauties. I lavish praise on her gorgeous globes with my tongue. So sexy. I murmur as I lick. So delicious. I pinch her nipples. So perfect. She writhes under me, moaning and groaning and grabbing my head in the vast valley of her tits. She's as turned on from me, from this, as I am. I move down her body, drop my head between her legs, and kiss the sweetness through panels of her panties. I can taste her arousal through the cotton. I can feel it on the tip of my tongue. I don't think you can wait, either. She rocks her hips up into me. Cooper. She begs. Yeah, baby. Take them off. I close my eyes for a second, letting the sheer sexiness of those three words imprint on me. When I open my eyes, I peel her panties to her ankles. She helps kick them off. There's something intensely erotic about the way she moves, how she lifts her hips so I can tug her clothes down, making it easier for me to undress her like she trusts me. It's such a small thing, but it says we're in this together. I see it in her eyes, too, as I slide my hands up her legs and gaze at her face. Her golden brown eyes are trained on me, wide and guileless. At one point, she licks her lips, flicking the tip of her tongue over them. I reach her inner thighs parting them absolutely in lust with the view of her glorious pussy, one brunette landing strip, and the rest is smooth. And there, right there, is where I want to be. She glistens. My throat burns as my hands inch closer. The sight of her arousal, all silky and wet, is so ridiculously enticing. I lower my face to her legs and kiss the inside of her thigh. She quivers. I kiss the other thigh. She shudders. Does that hurt? No. She murmurs. I slide my tongue so, so close, right to the edge of her pussy. Ness? Oh, God, no, she says, lifting her hips, seeking me. I told you I didn't. <clears throat> Excuse me. I told you I would hurt you. I know. I didn't mean like that. I know what I mean. I press the gentlest kiss to her clit. She draws a sharp breath. But I want to show you onto the opposite. Show me. I skim my hands under her thighs and wrap my arms around them, my shoulders settling between. Open your legs for me. She spreads wider, and I'm in heaven at her first taste. She's so slick and wet, and the way we kiss, how we talk, how we touch, I explore all that sweetness with my tongue, lapping her up, flicking the tip against her delicious rise of her clit. She grabs my hair, clutching it like a lifeline, holding it so damn hard, and then I bury my face between her legs, licking and sucking and kissing, devouring. She's mostly quiet at first, and I register that in a soft moan. I grin wickedly, because now I know this private detail. Violet, is a moaner, and I love that. It's like I've been given the secret keys to her body. I have the code, and I'm unlocking her. She's a rocker, too, because she soon rocks into my face, holding my hair like a pair of goddamn reins. I fucking love her abandon. I love how hot and wet she is, how good she tastes, how her noises feel turn into feral groans when I bring my mouth to her clit and suck hard on that gorgeous little diamond of pleasure. Her noises turn into something else. My name, Cooper, she calls out, and it sounds husky, raspy. I lick her faster, learning her cues, discovering how she likes it. I bring a finger to her center, sliding across her slickness to see if she wants to fuck my finger too, and she goes wild as I slide into her, her legs clamping tight around my head, like a vice, and I love it. She tugs my hair harder. Face, she whispers hoarsely. Then it turns into a chant, like a plea. My hands grip harder, she thrusts faster, and my world spins further away from me. She's so close, and I'm so turned on. A blast of pleasure ricochets down my body, an overwhelming reminder of how much I want to be buried inside her. I'm practically dry humping the couch I want her so much. I want to fuck her and kiss her and touch her and do everything to her, but I can't. So I kiss her pussy that way, so she knows I want it all. I devour her sweetness. (sighs) She cries in the faintest voice, and then I grip her ass and drink her as a taste floods my Tongue, making me high on higher for her. When Hylet comes, she detonates. She writhes and pants and screams. It's both beautiful and primal. She can't stop saying my name, and it sounds intoxicating on her tongue. Cooper, oh God. (sighs) Yeah, I like that chant. I like it a lot. I slow my moves, easing her down with a final soft kiss. Then I move away from her sensitive clit and kiss her hip bones, her navel, up to her breasts. She cradles my head between them, lacing her fingers through my hair. Cooper, this is my happy zone, she says softly. Mm-hmm. Me too. I look up and meet her gaze. Her eyes are hazy. Her cheeks are flushed. Her expression is one I want to remember forever. My woman, thoroughly satisfied. Can I do that again? You'd better. She says playfully. How about now? She gives me a look that I can't be serious. Now? I nod enthusiastically. Really? Yes, really. Please. She says, her voice beautifully desperate. Then she pushes me down her body. That move right there, her hands shoving me back to her sweetness, is my new favorite part of the night, as she makes it patently clear where she wants me. I return to her, and I kiss her once more, going slower, taking my time, learning how she likes it and when she's already had it once. I work her up to a second time, kissing, licking, building, gliding, until she flies off the edge once more, thanks to my fingers and my mouth and my dirty desire to taste her pleasure all over again. Afterward, I scoot next to her on the couch and wrap an arm around her. She sighs and snuggles against me. Her naked body pressed to my clothed one. You're like a limp noodle, I murmur, loving her post orgasmic state of bliss. My noodleness is all your fault. She teases. Lauren Blakely, most valuable playboy. <laughs> You girls are tired of me, right? You girls are tired of me and you hate everything I do and you're just, there's no more. You guys have gotten enough content. No? Well then how's this out for change? I'm going to read one more story after giving you 30 minutes off the clock. After all the good work I've been doing. Baby, baby bitches. One more time, it's the tip jar. Surely, surely, surely you can help a vagabond escape to Denver. There we go. That'll do it. I hit the pity charm. All right, thank you everybody who stayed up late in Europe and is leaving. Thank you for everybody who's getting and going out right there. Okay. Can I just say before we start this last story? Uh, This will be the last story of the night, the last bit of smut, at least. Uh, This is typically where I do my, Oh, I'm so grateful. Uh, Fuck that. Instead, you're going to listen to how awesome I am and how grateful you are for me. So, uh, the reason why doing a little bit of a switch-up instead of me saying I'm grateful for you and trying to smooth you out of your hard-earned coin that way uh and instead I'm going like straight like Dom command it, uh, etc., is I have a major character flaw. And I don't say that lightly, uh, and I don't say it harshly. Hopefully you can hear that in my voice. That this is I'm attempting to evaluate myself neutrally neither positively or negatively it's not that easy to do i have a major character flaw uh and that is that is my anger my wrath i was i was born to a different world than you even if we were born at the same time i was born to a harder world than you i had to unlearn that i was born to a world that had more malice and animus in it than many of you and i don't say that for any sense of pity quite the opposite i say that because it is my burden to not further it yes if someone is born thankfully this is this is this is a bit dark but this is pretty much the only way that i know how to talk about the cycle of anger uh if some boy is born to a pair of parents where the dad hits the mom, it's up to him to break the cycle of violence. We don't question this in any way. We know that's exactly what must happen. Doesn't matter if it's a burden, doesn't matter if it's wrong, we see the cycle, we see the opportunity to change it, and we place the burden there, collectively and individually, right or wrong. Quite some time ago, in therapy, about three years ago, when talking about my past, uh, my ancestry and whatnot, we didn't really get into that very much. But one thing that I'm willing to say without giving away details is that there's some pretty bad dudes not that far back in my personal history. Men who killed joyously for money, men who did bad things, bad hombres, and... Many of them were successful, (laughs) had success, had enough success to pass down that they were patriarchs and il patrons and they were angry, they were angry men, they got what they wanted, their wrath, their anger allowed them to get more of it, I do believe. And so it continued to flow downhill, the promise of more, and the rains to get them. But I realized that all it took, not to break this cycle, but to literally redeem them all, to redeem all these angry, blustering men, and all their fury that they directed at those around them, was to simply not follow. That's it. Not just break the cycle, but redeem them all. Every last one of them. The entire cycle. Every angry primate all the way back up the tree. If I could turn the yelling into something else, then I could defeat them all. All of them. All of their history and everything they put into my blood with a snap of my fingers. That's it. This week, has been a very aggravating week. There's been a lot of very rare things that have popped up on the old radar expenses bumping into people I'd much, much, much rather not see. Triggers, July 4th, PTSD, uh, the air conditioner breaking down right now and it being over 80 degrees inside my apartment. Because I do want to keep that fan off, have a decent recording going. And the wrath is there, undeniably. It makes itself known. But this character flaw that I've been spending the last 20 years on, a good amount of my expendable free time and income with therapy and recreational drugs and booze and meditation and trips and escapades and yogis, and mentors, and monks. This character flaw that I've been working on, I've made a lot of progress the last five years, especially. But I've never, not in this last week, ever felt like I had real control. I had real control over it. It was always something that I was (laughs) barely holding back. It was always this Burst of energy. That was too wild and unpredictable. And it still is. When it comes, when it feels, when it fills me, when I can have it in my body, because I can actually feel it entering my body, I can feel my body tensing. I can feel the blood pooling in parts of me. I can feel my breath changing. It's cooler on the way in hotter on the way out, but it's there, and it's powerful, and it's scary, and it's taken so many good things away from me. I've allowed it to. I've fostered it. I took so many good things away from me by engaging in those behaviors. But I feel like I have a lot more control. This last week is the leak where it really, it's the worst week since the beginning of January. Uh, or or the end of January. All the stressors, everything that could be terrifying, hit at once. And I'm not going to lie, there was a pretty dark 90 minutes where I felt immobilized. Where the anger was just there. And I just sort of stared at the ceiling with my arms crossed. And if you could, just imagine an inner monologue like the Tasmanian Devil. It was just there. It it was there. But I was also holding on to it with one hand. (laughs) I was also just not letting it do its thing. It's a Tasmanian Devil, but if it's in a cage... It's in a cage. You can't hurt anybody. So I let it spin and growl and stick out its tongue until it subsided. Instead of screaming at somebody else, instead of screaming at myself. And I felt the entire time it coming on, the duration of the episode, and as it subsided after, control. Control unlike I've ever felt it before. Now, there is definitely a promise in this, and that is I'm going to fuck up with it a lot more than I succeed. That's how the learning curve goes, at least for me. <laughs> First, I realize I can do it, and then I don't quite figure out how to reverse engineer it. Eh <laughs> so I'm not pretending I'm cured or better. <laughs> I'm really not, but this has been a 20-year fight for me. I started seeing my first therapist about this at 16, 17, and I've never been better. Never been better at it, never been stronger, Uh, never been more capable. Uh, on one hand, I definitely think the healing and the healing up, and hopefully you can hear all of that healing and all that progress is a part of it. A part of that wrath, I'm almost positive, was sickness. With somebody whose cogitation, whose, whose cognitive ability was always being pushed down by illness that they didn't even know they had. And that fatigue and the distress that comes along with it. So I think some of that is just loosening that up. But the rest of it is because I'm fucking awesome. I don't think you hear, like, you guys are like, ah, in chat right now, everyone's like, oh, you're trying the best you can, you no, fucking hell, wrong speech, pull that parade back in, close the door, get all the fucking peasants dressed up like the noble people, throw the doors back open, and send them in again, bitches. This is a spread in here. This is a celebration. This is a steam feast for me. Do you hear what I said? I've been spending my fucking money and time since I was a teenager going to goddamn therapy and shit to get slowly better and better and climb Mount Asshole. Because the only way to get over Mount Asshole is to become a bigger asshole. To climb over it. You do it with a Sherpa, but that's the only fucking way. Is first you get a fucking mentor who's like, oh, I see you also know the way of the asshole. And then they teach you to be a more refined asshole to yourself. To yourself. <laughs> they teach you all the ways in which you're fucking shit up so that you can get better at it, so that you don't use it. <laughs> So that you can get to the other side and start David Carradineing yourself on the other. No, I will not fight you. I will not fight you. No, I know how to fight you. I will not fight you. I will not fight you. I will not... And then occasionally you have to jump kick somebody in the fucking face, but you're still okay because you're mostly saying, I will not fight you. And everybody gets it. Because when the cop comes around, he's like, no, no, listen. I'm going to quote what the fight said. I'm going to kill your child. I will not fight you. I swear I'm going to turn him to drugs. I will not fight you. I mean it. I've got a heroin gun, and I'm going to shoot him with the heroin gun as I drive by the house. That's a real plot from Kung Fu, the heroin gun. You Think I'm making it up. You haven't watched enough Kung Fu. All right. Thank you so much for celebrating me and giving me the praise. Jack, Jack, Jack. Woo, woo, woo. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I do appreciate it really and truly if you are enjoying the way that the words are flowing out of my mouth, the way that I can do more stuff for longer, scheduling more things, feeling more confident about that. It is because of you guys and all of your support. The emotional breakthrough this week that I had emotionally lost it and that that was still like a huge win because I emotionally lost it a lot less than anything else. Kind of a super depressing uh, epiphany. Kind of like, yeah, I won, but (laughs) it's like going on a game show and then the final round, they show your debt and then they remove like 5% of your debt for the grand prize. It's like, well, technically a win, but (laughs) I mean, I'm unquestionably better off, but I am not excited about it in any way. There's not going to be any pictures or memorabilia about this. I'm definitely not calling anybody to go, guess what? Guess what? You'll never believe what just guess happened. Uh, <laughs> I I was, I was hoping we were going to just get some money. Uh, <laughs> there was a ceramic dog on Will of Fortune? The only terrible ceramic dog I know is from the TV show Friends. Yeah. The only terrible ceramic dog that's coming to mind. That, or Arnold Schwarzenegger's ex-wife, Maria Shriver. And with that, the final smut piece of the night. Okay. Her eyes caught mine in the mirror just before she looked down, her chest flushing pink over the curves of her breasts in that black lace bra. I was insanely jealous of. That's my girl. She was remembering, too. Some things between us might be fucked up right now, but in the sex department, we were solid. We are not even close to being done discussing how the security works in regards to you. I stepped up behind her, bringing my hand up to her hair and grabbing a handful. She inhaled deeply and flared her eyes up to mine in the mirror. And you are in so much trouble right now. I tugged her head to the side and bared her neck so I could get at it. Ah, she breathed heavier. What are you doing? I descended on her neck and dragged my lips up the slim curve, nipping with my teeth. I bit just enough to get some sounds out of her. She smelled so good, the scent intoxicating me to the point I was not going to maintain much control for long. Not me. What you're going to say... My goodness, guys. Not me. You're going to be the one to say... You're going to be the one to tell me what to do, baby. What am I going to do to you first? I kept one hand in her hair and brought the other one to her flat stomach and splayed it out, pressing hard as I lowered it down beneath the fine lace. She squirmed it, but I held her tight, my middle finger sliding right between her folds and over her clit. This... I moved my finger back and forth, lubricating her, getting her good and wet for me, but not penetrating. She would have to work for it. Ah, oh God, she moaned. I tugged her hair a little. Wrong answer, my beauty. You didn't tell me what I'm doing to you yet. Now say, Ethan, I want you to. I removed my hand from between her legs and brought the finger that had been sliding around her quim up to my mouth. I sucked it clean with plenty of show. Mm, like spiced honey. I nipped at her neck again. She was frustrated and hot and needy, and I was enjoying punishing her for what she had done. She leaned into me and squirmed her ass cheeks against my cock. I pulled my hips back, and I laughed low at the sound of her protests when I did. I clucked at her and tugged on her hair again. Such a defiant little thing today. I'm still waiting, baby. Tell me what you want from me. I brought my free hand down to her ass and gripped the cheek roughly. You started this little game, and you know it. So tell me, what am I going to do with you? She gasped when I dug my fingers in and tried to thrust back against my cock again. Nope, you're not getting that until you ask nicely for it. I hauled my hand back and brought it down onto her ass with a smack. She yelped and stiffened up on her toes, arching like the beautiful goddess she was. Ethan, I want you to... She softened and tried to turn her head against my chest. Hmm. So, you liked getting smacked on your gorgeous ass, yeah? Shall I give you another? I whispered right up against her ear. Mm, You deserve that little spanking, baby. You know you deserved it. And I still haven't done it as I've asked, you naughty thing. Tell me what I'm going to do to you up against that sink. She cried out a lovely, submissive sound that had my heart pounding and my cock about to blow. Tell me... I smacked her ass again, holding my breath as I waited for her response. "Ah." She rose up in an elegant arch and opened her mouth in a gasp. I knew I'd won. I knew she'd tell me, and the thrill was like nothing I'd ever known. And when she said those words, Ethan, you're going to fuck me up against the sink? Bend over it and hold on to the edge. I ordered, backing off her to wait for her compliance. She trembled a bit, but got into position just like I told her to, looking so sexy it was nearly impossible to wrap my brain around this mindfuck we were indulging in. But man, it felt too good to stop. I shoved my fingers under the elastic of that skimpy black lace and tore it down, pushing her legs Apart as she stopped out as she stepped out, I could smell the spice of her arousal, her need for me, for what only I could give her. I dragged that waist of my joggers open and took my cock in hand. I slid it over her wet cleft and rubbed right on her clit, but still no penetration. Is this what you've been wanting, my love Bryn withered her pussy over the bell end, and tried to get down over the cock. I gave her points for the effort, but I was the one calling the shots, and I needed more from her yet. My girl had a little more work to do before she got her reward. I returned her hair and took another handful, stretching her neck back elegantly. Answer the question, baby, I said softly. Her beautiful throat moved beneath her swallowing as she looked at each other in the mirror. Her hair pulling was a trigger for her. I've never jerked hard enough to hurt, just to maneuver her body and dominate during sex. It made her wild, and if she hadn't gone off on it, I never would do it. It was all about pleasing my girl. "'Yes, I want your cock, Ethan. "'I want you to fuck me with it and make me come. "'Please.' "'She was trembling against my body, "'absolutely simmering with heat. "'I laughed and licked up, her neck stretched out for me. "'Good girl. "'And what is the truth, baby?' "'I rubbed over her very sensitive clit some more "'and waited, loving the taste of her skin, "'the smell of arousal coming off her.' Truth is, I'm yours, Ethan, now please, she begged, filling my heart, bursting to the sound of those words. Absolute perfection. Yes, you are, and I aim to please, baby, pleasing you pleases me i positioned the tip and impaled myself as far as i could go we both made cries when our bodies connected i kept a hold of that silky hair as i fucked into her so i could see her lovely eyes through the mirror that's my thing I don't know why, but with Brynn, I need her eyes when we fuck. I want to look into them and see every sensation, every thrust and pull of our sexes grinding and gripping, driving us forward towards the end until we lose ourselves in a feeling that can only arrive between the two of us together. There's a truth to looking into your lover's eyes when you come, and drowning in Bryn's eyes when it happened was a thing so powerfully connective. It bound me to her in a way that meant something important and real. The intensity of what was going on between me scared us. It made me extremely vulnerable, but it was too late now. I had already fallen. Her inner muscles pulled in around me as she contracted into orgasm, crying out my name and shuddering. I kept pumping into her depths, feeling every clench and grab of her cunt as I fed her my cock. She felt so good convulsing around my shaft and making my eyes sting. Bryn's body was made for the act of sex. But it was her that mattered. It was her that I loved. Just seconds before I climaxed, I burst into her as hard as I could, as my teeth bit down on her shoulder. She cried, and I registered the sound of her, but couldn't know if it was from pain or pleasure. I didn't mean to harm her, but I was nearly out of my mind in that instant, just wanting to hold on to her, keep her with me, fill her up with my cum to make her mine. As the stuff spilled out of me and up into her, I told her again, I love you. I looked into her eyes at the mirror when I said it. We didn't make it to work anywhere close on time. Didn't matter. Some things are more important. We were both shattered from the sex and can barely stand after. So I picked her up and took her into the shower with me. I washed all over her and let her wash me. We didn't talk. I just stared and touched and kissed and thought. After the shower, I wrapped her in a towel and took her back to bed. It was only then, with with her stretched out all soft and content, that we spoke about other things. Rain Miller All in the Blackstone affair One last time Allie pay me Okay Amanda thank you so much. Christine, thank you so much. Mika, thank you so much. Brittany, thank you so much. Casey, thank you so much, darling. Savanti, thank you so much, darling. Susan, thank you. Sierra, always appreciated, darling. Jessica D, thank you. Always glad to have a good time. Julie Kay, my sound lover, I'm so glad you thought it was a hot show. Jillian J. Jillian G. Apologies. Uh, Just thank you, darling. Plague uh, Lab, whoever's there, has sent me Vagabond! With all of the French special marks pronunciation in that tip. So, of course, I have to say it. Every special French character on every vowel is in that particular spelling of Vagabond, so... (laughs) Megan H., uh, thank you so much, darling. Thank you to everybody who tipped, everybody who submit something, absolutely everybody who... (laughs) Vagabond's a new favorite, huh? We might have our second piece of merch. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a wonderful show. There will be one next week. Patron show is already scheduled for later this month. I had a great time. I could have danced all night. This is with the heat and a frustrating week and all the rest in front of it. So, kids, I'm just gonna get better and stronger. You can't stop me. I'm like the Terminator. I could have danced all night. Get the fuck out of here unless you have more money for me. Oh, you're saying thank you and you love me. Well, send it with nudes or money. I'll be opening my mailbox again soon and pushing towards it. You can send food. Those are the three ways. Sending money is basically sending food. That's what I do with it anyway. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Get out! Leave! I finally understand why Tracy Ullman was screaming at everyone to go home. I always thought she was insincere. Turns out, as a matter of fact, no. No. It's actually quite embarrassing to be thanked for just doing your job by people who are around you and and to do it. Go home, go home, go home, go home, go home. I'm Tracy Ullman. Go home. I finally get it. Nobody here who knows who Tracy Ullman is. (laughs) No one's seen any of the shows. (laughs) All right, stop the recording now. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, 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 and good night.